Welcome to the 321 Biz Development Podcast. My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO of 321 Biz Dev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. 321 Biz Dev is a sales training and business development company where our company slogan is there's never been a business development system like 321, and there will never be one like it in the future. 321BizDev is the company to call when you or your sales team want to master the following four main sales functions, contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing. 321 is the number one sales performance destination for CPAs, insurance brokers, real estate brokers, dentists, and attorneys. In addition, 321 features the most talented business professionals on our podcast uh, from North America and from around the world. 321BizDev services are available worldwide where the English language is spoken. Our website is 321BizDev.com powered by SiteMarket.com and we can be reached Toll free in the U.S. and Canada at 833-321-3212. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Well, today's podcast is Podcast 88, and it's titled Low Sales Productivity, The Biggest Threat to Your White Collar Business and the Economy. Now, this podcast might be one of the most serious podcasts I've done in a few months. We at 321BizDev believe all of our podcasts highlight the importance of mastering your skills as a salesperson. But this podcast will do a deep dive into one of the biggest concealed threats to the U.S. economy and your small business. In fact, any economy in the industrial world faces the same threat. And some countries right now are experiencing that threat of low productivity. And I'm speaking of low sales productivity, the type of low productivity where salespeople do not hit their revenue expectations. But before we get into the dark and gloomy nuts and bolts of low productivity, let's say something good about low sales productivity. Low sales productivity means there is work for everyone. Isn't that great? Now, come on. Some of you listening to this podcast probably have some weird expressions on your face right now. Some of you are smiling with a sense of relief that low sales productivity will at least generate some revenue or income. Even though it may not be enough money for you, you are happy that you're in the same boat as your business colleagues because no one is making enough money, but everyone is making some money. You know, what's the saying? Misery loves company. So, I mean, you want it to make $200,000 a year, but you're, you will settle for $50,000 a year because of low sales productivity. Now, the rest of you are not that sure low sales productivity is a good thing. Uh, but may not be fully sure what I mean by low sales productivity. And uh, so this, this is a very important topic. Dr. Johnny 
as an example, does not have enough dentistry business, but neither does Dr. Elena. So both are making some money, but they're not making the money that they want to make. CPAs out of fear that they may lose business acquiesce to existing clients' requests to lower their CPA fees. Just the other day, a new business prospect who works in the ISO industry, and ISO stands for International Organization for Standardization, was telling me that an attorney she knows just took a $15 an hour job because the attorney's business was slow. This is after law school graduation and passing the California State Bar and racking up a, racking up a total education debt of $400,000, which includes undergrads, uh, studies, and law school. So this is a very shocking thing I heard from this uh, my, my newest um, business prospect. So our company tries to tell white-collar business owners that a stream of new clients do not come with the degree or certification. A white-collar person having a degree from Harvard or Duke or UCLA has very little to do with sales productivity uh, if you own the business. Now, if the plan is to work for a big corporation as an employee, then the big name college or university degree and, and law school you know, degree might matter. You know, I recently did a podcast about how the homeless people have higher sales productivity than many small business owners. So please check that podcast out about how the homeless uh, make sure that, that they meet their, their daily goal to make, you know, 20, 30, 40 bucks a day so that they can eat, even though they, they live in not so suitable uh, conditions. So what does it mean that a business is slow? What does it mean when people say business is slow for, for white collar business owners? Is the phrase business is slow relative what the business was last week or last month if you are the business owner there could be valid reasons for slow business foot traffic could be less this week than last week if you have a retail outlet the city could be repairing the roads near your business maybe there was a recent crime incident near your business and consumers are afraid to shop there right now Maybe they will, will return in a few days when the commotion uh, simmers down. But having a slow week or a slow month is totally different uh, than you know, low sales productivity. Low sales productivity is unique to independent white collar business owners like CPAs, attorneys, dentists, insurance brokers, real estate brokers, and cosmetic surgeons. Low sales productivity means the company, or you, if you are the chief bottle washer, are not making enough contacts to stay productive. There is no excuse for low sales productivity. It simply means that the white collar salesperson is not making contact with enough people on a daily or weekly basis. See, you can have good sales productivity and occasional unsatisfactory revenue. But you can rarely have low to
to no sales productivity and good sales revenue. Good sales revenue using a good sales system always delivers good to outstanding revenue results. So what are some of the reasons for low sales productivity? The big culprit for low sales productivity is lack of effort. Little to no effort translates into low sales. The next factor is selling without a good sales system. You could be a very productive person, but close very few sales. Now being very productive and using a crappy sales system or selling without a sales system is way better than doing nothing at all. Based on my research and situations I've seen in the field with actual white collar business owners and using the layers of the skin as a metaphor, the final reason for low sales productivity is basil. You know, and basil is the lowest level of skin. Once you, you, know, you leave the top layer of your skin and you go deeper and deeper and deeper, uh, the, the final layer is the basal layer. And using that word basal to identify the situations uh, where white collar uh, business owners are having issues, that layer, that lowest layer, layer is called pride. And that pride is sprinkled with a little dash of ego. So before we talk about um, pride, let's talk about ego real quick. Ego is not always bad. So I want to make this very, very, very clear. Ego is a competitive tool and often helps you seal the deal in some cases when all other things are equal. Let's, let's look at the late Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple. Now, as reported in many articles about him, Steve Jobs was probably one of the most well-known people that had a huge ego. And his management team and board of directors hated Steve Jobs so much because of his ego that they ousted him from the company he started. And later, they rehired him because the company was failing. So something about the late Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, and his ego um, was a good thing because when, when he left the company, when he was ousted, fired from the company he started, the company started you know, you know, losing sales and you know, facing bankruptcy. So the important thing to know about ego is that ego is a power component and that power component has its place and time uh, in sales productivity. And I, and, you know, and myself, professionally speaking, I would rather have an ego angle to my business than be without one. So let's talk about this pride thing. That pride thing keeps salespeople from shifting from non-revenue generating activities into income generating productivity. I've heard white collar business owners say in so many words that they should not need to contact people using any type of sales training, whether it's from my company or anybody's company, um, because, you know, using some type of, you know, proactive sales training is so beneath them. Yes, I have heard this from many white collar uh, uh, professionals who have independent businesses like CPA firms, dental firms, uh, insurance brokerages, real estate brokerages, 
See, their prestigious degrees, the law school, the dental school, the medical school they attended, none of this matters when it comes to sales productivity. But, you know, that pride thing, it rears its ugly head and says, Joe, don't pick up that phone to call a business or don't talk to that individual standing next to you that might need your service. Don't speak to that man um, who's coming in, you know, walking into the restaurant or the bank. And, you know, that person stands right next to you for about five minutes. And that person is standing about, uh, you know, two feet away from you. And you're not saying anything. Don't say anything, Joe, because you graduated from Columbia University and you have high credentials or you attended the best dental school in America. And Joe, people will eventually call you. Okay, that's nuts. The statistical and economic dilemma with this prideful sentiment is that there are thousands of graduates like Joe in the same city with the same prestigious degree in, you know, in certification. For white collar professionals, there are no barriers of entry after you pass the exam. So low sales productivity will prevail until people manage this pride component of their professions. See, the sales industry is, is, is the complete opposite than, you know, the white collar professional who has uh, the prestigious degree or, you know, credential. See, there is no four year university in America that offers sales training. You can't get a bachelor's degree in sales. Only private specialized companies offer sales training. And it is very, very expensive. It could cost you thirty dollars to $50,000 for a week in a formal sales training school. And to, to master the information that you would learn in a week takes about one year of working in, working in sales 40 hours per week if you want to become effective as a salesperson. And see, and that's the, and that's the, 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 the issue with a lot of white collar professionals. They spent, you know, four, six, eight, sometimes 10 years, you know, being educated in their profession. And not one day was spent on client development or sales training. See? And, 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 when, and in working in sales for many, many years, you will learn to put your pride on the back burner and keep your ego in check if you want to succeed. But moving forward, how does low sales productivity negatively impact the U.S. economy? The U.S. economy is solely driven by the private sector. Although you see people working in various occupations like fire, police, nursing, city, county, state, and federal government, it is the man or woman who owns the restaurants, who owns a carpet cleaning business, who runs an insurance agency, who runs CPA firms, who own dental clinics or cosmetic surgery centers, real estate brokers, you know, HVAC installation companies, tile installers, and pretty much any business owner or employee who is not paid directly or indirectly by local, state, or federal governments. All taxes are paid 
by the private sector economy. Don't let anyone tell you differently. Taxes, you know, paid or, or funded by the private sector economy pay for military, police, unemployment checks, medical centers who work under state and federal contracts, uh, food stamps, EBT cards, Medicaid, and, you know, city, county, state, and federal workers, uh, TSA, air traffic controllers, the dog catcher, uh, government contracted research labs, NASA, and even some private sector companies working under government contracts. I just wanted to add that last paragraph in the podcast because many people have the misconception that everyone pays taxes, and that is not true. Now, some workers who may work for city, county, state, or federal, you know, they pay taxes, but what they're doing is giving the money, some of the money back that was given to them by the private sector uh, from the, the taxes generated in the private sector. So, so even though people are paying taxes, the net result is still the private sector economy uh, industries pay 100% of business and employment taxes. So if low sales productivity is high, this means taxes going to the state and federal governments are low. But how does low sales productivity affect the small business owner on the street? Well, the small business owner may have to lay off workers or find ways to reduce other expenses. And it's typically the worker and the, the benefits like health care that represent the largest uh, expense uh, on the, the balance sheet for most small business owners. So I talked about the taxes. I talked about pride. I mean, I talked about, you know, other things regarding, you know, university degrees and, and credentials. But what is the biggest threat to the U.S. economy due to low sales productivity? The biggest threat is to see entire industries get wiped out or see the power to control productivity get transferred from the small business owner to the big corporations. That's the biggest threat. It's happening right now with real estate, uh, with, with the Zillow, because Zillow is taking real estate power and control from neighborhood brokers and real estate agents. So why is this Zillow thing so significant, in my opinion? Well, back in uh, 2009, Zillow identified something in the real estate industry that I saw coming, like I said, back in 2009. Zillow saw low sales productivity among real estate agents. Zillow saw that the majority of agents were not trying to engage customers on a regular basis. Zillow saw that agents were sitting back thinking buyers and sellers would respond to mailers and bus stop bench ads. Instead of agents reaching out to potential buyers and sellers at banks, restaurants, baseball parks, and coffee shops, etc., uh, agents would not say a word to people. Therefore, Zillow swooped in by first getting the agents to pay for subscriptions. Can you believe that? Zillow got agents to pay them, to pay Zillow for the opportunity to sell real estate, to 
to find the clients, you know, buyers and sellers who wanted to, you know, you know, either sell their house or buy a house. So by paying at first a few hundred bucks uh, per month, and now it's thousands of dollars per month, Zillow indoctrinated agents by getting them to rely on Zillow for more and more of their real estate sales. Now agents are addicted to Zillow. So can the Zillow model be repeated in white collar industries? Yes, it can. Zillow is a marketing company. Zillow is not a real estate company for now. And I think there are plans uh, for Zillow to eventually become a real estate company, but they are hiring brokers and realtors on a daily basis. Now, I didn't mean to pick on the real estate industry, but the real estate industry is the best one where I can show the impact of low sales productivity. And it is clearly visible of how uh, uh, an industry can be transformed where the brokers and agents just, you know, 10, 15 years ago, let's say 15 years ago, had full control of the real estate industry. Now, you know, an outside party that really has nothing to do with real estate is swooping and, and grabbing that industry and doing what it wants to at will. All, all it takes is for there to be a lot of money in an industry for venture capitalists to see an opportunity. If there are billions of dollars in the industries, uh, you know, the industries that venture capitalists and digital marketing companies want to grab, that's enough motivation for venture capitalist funded digital marketing companies to transfer power and control from the traditional white collar uh, business owner to the multi-billion dollar digital marketing company. And these companies can afford to lose millions of dollars for years as, 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 as they stay in the game and anticipate industry takeover. So the question I will leave listeners with is this, what might happen in the near future if low sales productivity continues? Now the answer to that question is a topic for our 321 clients where we could discuss uh, the details in a more intimate business setting. You have listened to the 321 Biz Development Podcast. 321 Biz Dev LLC is a sales training and business development company where our company slogan is, there's never been a business development system like 321 and there will never be one like it in the future. Our website is 321bizdev.com, powered by sitemarket.com. And we can be reached toll-free in the U.S. and Canada at 833-321-3212. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Make it a great day.